I was so graciously reminded by my subscribers this morning that it is in fact podcast Friday and I need to release a podcast episode. Um, So (laughs) here's the deal. This is, I'm going to give you two, maybe, hopefully. I have a, I have a lot of backlog and I'm getting so behind, like I'm months behind on releasing some of this backlog because I keep releasing other episodes in front of the ones that I have already recorded. And so now the things that we talk about, they're still good things, but like the, just like the other small details are almost no longer relevant. So this is a bonus episode I'm going to give you and I will give you a a full episode later um, because I forgot that it was Friday and I have a whole day of virtual lessons and in-person lessons today. So this is a, a quick just throw it at you to make you happy episode. This is from um, when Savannah and Lauren were over and I think it was the second dog episodes. Um, and as soon as Lauren has, I have recorded podcasts with Lauren before, um, once before the episode that she was actually on and I never ended up releasing the other one that I recorded with her, not because she did anything wrong. I just decided I didn't really like that topic anymore. Um, and I didn't like the things that I said. So I've had Lauren on and she's not super chatty when she gets on these podcasts. And so what happened with this little bonus episode is as soon as I stopped recording, she started saying really very interesting things. And I was like, what the hell? And so I started recording again. I was was like, stop what you're saying. And I hit record. Well, then we got to the point where we were like, okay, I guess that was only like six minutes of things to say about that. And so I stopped recording and I was like, well, maybe that isn't anything. And then she started talking again. And so I had to turn, I had to hit record again. So this is like 40-ish minutes of just kind of like a random sub-conversation when Lauren and Savannah were over. So little, just a little bonus for you. And then I'll give you a real deal episode another time maybe tomorrow or if I uh, am not totally fried after work today I'll get you something else but this will tide you over until then happy Friday okay we were gonna wrap this all up but then we started having like a completely side tangent about things and I'll recap quick so you don't have to say everything that you just said to me (laughs) but Lauren was talking about about, a canine paradigm episode where they were talking about how they can kind of tell when a dog and I didn't listen to it but two people have brought it up to me now this is the second time where they can kind of tell when a dog like by looking at a dog and their style you can tell how they've been trained whether with tools or without tools whatever and they have a theory that there are a lot of like big name this is what the other person that told this to me about and I haven't listened to the episode but they said that there are a lot of like big name dog trainers that their dogs appear to have the same style as dogs that were trained with tools 
or maybe they know for sure. Did they say that they Some know for sure? They know for sure. Yeah, that they train with tools, but they won't talk about it, and they are advocating for the training without tools. And what you just said that made me like, we got to record this, was they were talking about how they think that they that they think that they are so special, like they have such low regard for other people that they think they are the only ones that can use those tools appropriately. And the other thing that you said was also, though, how many people have you worked with where you're like, "Mm," you know, and it tied back into where I said, I said that my clients are incompetent earlier (laughs) in the other. I don't know if I'm going to put this in the same episode or a different episode, probably a different episode. But, and then I was like, shit, I don't want to say that. But I, that drives me nuts. I think about that a lot when I hear other dog trainers talk about their clients that they think that, like, they don't trust their own clients. Mm. It, hey. What even are you barking at? Roxy agrees. She's thinking about popping out again, too. I know. Yeah, what the hell? They don't. Um, I don't think they trust their clients because I, on the contrary, because I am the best dog trainer of all dog trainers and do everything better than everybody else, <laughs> will tell you how I do this, but I find myself constantly telling people like, it's not as hard as you think it is. Like, trust your gut. Like you're good. Like when people are like, Oh, I have a dog that really doesn't get along with other dogs. But, and I, I like, I know that this person has put a ton of work into that and they know their dog super well and they want to get a puppy. And I just also, in addition to that, know that a lot of dogs that not all, but a lot of dogs that don't really get along with adult dogs do do okay getting to know puppies and can be, like can form a relationship with the dog that they were introduced to as a puppy. And, and I have had conversations with people where they're like, I don't know, man, I'm really stressed out about getting this puppy. Like, what do I do? And I'm like, just do what feels right. Like do, you know, your dog, you get it. Just do what feels right. Or when people want to start using e-collars and they're like, I just don't want to fuck it up. I'm like, I can pretty much bank on the fact that if you're worried, you're going to fuck it up. You're probably not going to fuck it up. My thought was most people actually taking the time and caring enough to seek training. Yep. <coughs> mean well by their dogs. Yes. They're not going to purposely abuse a tool. Right. Whereas like, you know, Joe Schmo, we all have people in our lives that you'd be like, yeah, yeah I'm not going to give you an e-collar. Yeah. But they're not the people going to trainers for help. Right. Those are the people like ordering off-brand ones off Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Like, want to see me make my dog right. do a flip kind yeah. of deal? Yeah. They're like, I dated this guy once. I forget that people think like this sometimes and that they don't think about how, like, timing even makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. how patterns even make sense. But I dated this guy in one time. I'll never forget this. His dog was always around. Like, my dogs were always in crates. And, well, now we're back to crates. (laughs) She was using crates? I was using crates. Like Um, a real dog person? So, I, but I had my dogs downstairs in crates, and his dog was always just out and around. Like, he'd bring his dog over, and his dog would always be out, and my dogs had to be put away because I didn't think they'd get along with him and whatever. That's fine. Not a big deal. But we were eating pizza, and his dog stole uh like greasy used uh paper towel off the coffee table and you know tried to sneak it away to go chew it up and he jumped up told the dog no and to drop it and 
like all in the same breath, jumped up, grabbed the dog, took it out of his mouth, told him no, put it on the ground, said, okay, go get it. <laughs> and then as soon as the dog went to go get it, it went, no. And I was just sitting there like, why did you think that was a thing? Why did you, how do you, why? Gaslighting his own dog. <laughs> you literally just told him to take it and then yelled at him. Like, that's not how that works. And so I think I forget that people like that exist because I don't really hang out with people like that very often. And I, those are the people that it's like, yeah, but they're also not going to hire a dog trainer. Like he, that guy will never hire a dog trainer. And I know that because he was dating a dog trainer and still didn't like do the simple things that I like asked him to do differently with my dogs, you know? And he's mad because it's past dinner time. Amos. I was about to be like, I've never fed you in your life, but I have. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited for food? Yeah. Those memes are oh. more popular. <laughs> yeah, the only per- per- people that I text are really in this house, so. Yeah, Roxy lost her phone, so. Yeah. It has no minutes on it. <laughs> okay, well, that was just a weird little six minute segment that I that wanted to throw in there. Bonus episode. Bonus. Part of my problem with some group training groups sometimes, like as far as bird dog stuff goes, because you'll see these guys and I know what they're going to say or what they're trying to explain because I've been around it, but you'll see them stop themselves and kind of think, oh, this person either won't get that concept or can't get that concept. Mm -hmm. And so they'll just like skip it or they'll do the owner the disservice and they'll do it, they'll work with that dog themselves mm-hmm. instead of letting the owner do it. Mm-hmm. So then the owner's never figuring out how to handle the dog in that mm-hmm. situation. They're just maybe watching it and maybe going to try to replicate it. Mm-hmm. But there's just like a lack of faith in other people. And it's yeah. like, one, yes, there's certain things you don't want to mess up on dogs, right? Like mm-hmm. there's certain things that should be done a certain way because yep. it's sticky. But it's right. their dog they have to learn like one thing i will like first dog's gonna be fucked up right somewhere or another when i'm doing no, things <laughs> when i i mean mine wasn't <laughs> but yeah. also very low you, expectations you the box that way. yeah that was if anything i made you worse um but when i do something instead of an owner doing it the main reason why I will do it is because I recognize that it's really challenging for people to learn while the leash is in their hand because they're thinking about what I'm saying, they're thinking about what they're doing, and they're thinking about what the dog is doing. So for something like a prong introduction or an e-collar introduction, I will do the first few reps. Get the dog to the place where they are responding, then hand the dog over. So, like, I get that. But, I'm in my head for that, though, because a lot of yeah. times that is taking pressure off the owner yes and they're learning in a certain way but yep. to do something without truly explaining it yep. and just be like well now here you go yep. your dog's done yeah that's different yeah and yeah and there's definitely people who like back before when I was talking about there's different demographics for every service there are mm-hmm. definitely people who would rather do it that way yeah. where you just do it and then you just give me the dog and you can tell that there's just a disconnect on how that works and a lot of them are like board and train clients. Like I'll get, not always. I have some really good board and train clients, but I would say majority of the board and train inquiries I get, you can tell that it's very much like 
we just want to give you the dog to do it and then you'll just give us this dog back. And I am at a point where I just almost don't even respond to like depending on how much effort they put into the email like but sometimes I'll just get really short emails that are just like I'm gonna send my dog to you for training and I'm just like I never saw that email that's weird because I just like don't want to get into it that's not the I don't want to I don't want to give you the room to turn around and like try to reconvince me that this is the right idea or whatever um, so I just don't respond to stuff like that. But if somebody puts like a lot of effort into it and it's like a well thought out, well articulated email, then I'll at least do them the respect of sending an email being like, I don't think that's how that works. Like, would you consider doing this? Mm-hmm. Or at least like give them what to expect. But, um, most of the time, like lately I've been getting really good board and train clients where they're kind of on the fence of what service they want to choose. And those are the best ones. Those are the best board and train people because you can tell that they're like, we just really think that like a good reset would be really good for the dog, but we also know that we have to put the work in. So maybe it's not even really worth it to do a board and train and we need to be involved. Um, so there are definitely people like that, that want that, but then they can't, then they just get mad when it doesn't go the way that they wanted it to when the dog comes back. Um, but like the general overall theme of dog trainers just shitting on dog owners all the time drives me insane. And it's like, I get being frustrated at like the general public, right? Like that's a, that's a normal human experience to just be like annoyed with the lady that's being too slow in front of you in the grocery store or whatever. That's a general human experience to just be annoyed with the public. But when you're like obviously a dog trainer like your whole social media is very clearly like this is your job and these are the people who you have chosen to help. Like no one really becomes a dog owner or a dog trainer because it's like the only job that they can do. You know, like it's not like now like it it's different, I think. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an example of like but like just getting a regular customer service job like you're a barista at a coffee shop. If you want to bitch about customers at baristas at a coffee shop, or you know what I mean? That's different because it's like, this is a job for me. You know, like I just work at Caribou because... I equate it to like being a professional coach yes. for a sports team and just constantly shitting on your players even if they're yes. giving effort. Why don't they get it? They're so stupid. Right, right. But it's like... The only difference there is that there's not like a general public version of the people that you're hired to help. But I guess the main difference is just, yeah, yes, (laughs) yes. The difference, I guess, is just being a professional versus just being like a employee somewhere. But like there is not really a version of being a dog trainer unless maybe you work for a big box store or something. Or maybe there are some companies that are pretty big and will just hire people. But for the most part, you go into that job wanting to be that person like the identity that comes along with being a dog trainer you want to be that especially if you're out there making your entire social media account the fact that you're a dog trainer Mm -hmm. and then you shit on Susan and her little Bijan that were at the park but your client's cool but that one's not it's like they're the same brand of person Mm -hmm. Susan could be working with the trainer Susan could fucking be a dog trainer. (laughs) Like, you could, like, 
it's just, it drives me nuts. Like Susan could hire you. You could have an experience with Susan where she turns around and goes, wow, I would like to hear more of the things that come out of your mouth. I think you could be really valuable. Let me, let me get your phone number or whatever. I, I honor and like the, the trainers that will make points to like, like I saw a video one time, I don't remember what dog trainer it was on TikTok, but he just happened to catch an off-leash encounter on camera when he was recording his client. And he was like super nice to the lady whose little dog wasn't coming back. And then I just saw um, Shane Murray had a video where he was like, I, he was just in his car talking and he was like, I had an off-leash encounter with my, while I was at a park with my client and I'm just going to tell you what I did so you can learn about how to do this. And he specifically said like, just, or like, here's what to do. But then he also said, if I'm an asshole to your, to your, to your dog, just know that like, don't take it personally. Like the dog running up. And I actually commented, I don't comment on a lot of TikToks, but I was like, oh my God, I feel like a crazy person because I do that all the time. I'll be like, get the fuck out of here. And then they'll be like, so sorry. And I'm like, all good. <laughs> like, I just go to like smiling and waving like, you're good. It's okay. We're, we're good. Everything's fine. But when the dog gets close, I'm like, fuck you. And it's like, no, I still, I'm not even mad at the dog. Like just mad at the situation. And I just need to be angry and loud and scary to get you to turn around and leave. And that's just how that works. But I'm not mad at you, especially if I can tell that you are embarrassed or trying. Like when we were at the park that, were you there? Were you there with the burners? I was not there. No. I feel like I've been there where there have been dogs that have come up and you've had to like puff up and just like silently. Yeah. yeah. Different ones, but not that there was a lady. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard the story, but we were at the park training for group one time and this woman had two Bernie's Mountain, Do- Mountain Doodles. <laughs> just so used to them being doodles yeah. at this point. Oh, I'm going to piss some people off for that one. Um, I, side note, think that the Bernadoodles are kind of the best doodles, okay? Um, but anyways, big Bernie's mountain dogs. Huge. Like, seriously, the one, the, like, the full, the four-year-old one, his head was, like, as big as basketball. Massive dog. And so anyways, she's getting them all ready to go because for the people that don't know, the, tra- the park that we trained at had a dog park also attached to it but on, a, on the other side. And so... She's getting her dogs ready and leashed up while the younger one slipped past her in the car and ran over to us. And I could see right away that he was just being a goofball. You know, he was just like stoked. He looked like he was like a year, year and a half. And he was just stoked to come over and say hi to us. And we had Spritz out. Teresa was just walking out with Spritz the pug. And so she just picked Spritz up. And we all just kind of like stood up and got in between her and just like, hey, man, hey, buddy, come here. Like tried to call the dog to us. And um, well, then she came like she she was so flustered that her dog got past her and was running over to us that the other one came over and he was easy. I just grabbed him because he was an older one. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He slipped past me and I was trying to get his leash on. I am so sorry. And we were like. No hard feelings. Like, we're good. Everybody's safe. No one's, like, that was fine. Amos, stop it. You can't accost our guests when you're hungry. They don't know anything about how to feed you. Um, so then she goes, she goes in the dog park. 
And maybe like a half hour later, she's coming back out and she's got him on leash. And somebody who, one of the people that was with me was like, oh, she's coming back out. And I was like, she's good. Like, we're good. She's smart. She knows. Like, I trust her. And they were like, oh, he's off the leash. And I was like, shut up. And I turned around and she was like, oh my God, like so flustered. And the same young dog was barreling towards us. And this time we had Karama out, but I happened to be holding the leash because I was back handling. And so it was fine. Everything was fine. And she, that woman was mortified, like absolutely mortified. And she was like, he broke his gentle leader. Like she was like, how did this happen again? And I said to everybody, like after I, whatever, I told her like, you're good. Like it is good. We have all had days like that. Like no big deal. No one's hurt. No one's, you know, no one's worse for wear. And I was like, man, I wish that she believed me. Like I truly wish she knew that we do not care. And now it's just like a funny story we tell. Yeah. But it's like we are not holding any of that against you because we can tell that you know and it was an accident and no big deal. And we've all accidentally done it once or twice. Oh, there was one time. This is my, and this is why I'm so sympathetic with people because I have also had, even when, like I said this earlier, I'm sympathetic because with Amos there was so much shit that I just did wrong because I just didn't know any better and I had a good dog. And... But there's also times where I have known better, but I have fucked up and I have just been so flustered that I sounded like the idiot. And I'm like, oh my God, I have a brand new perspective for the times that I've been in a situation where the person who's in charge of the dog is not doing anything correctly. So my story was at my old house, um, the driveway... The back door went out into the driveway. The driveway obviously went to the road. And then you had to go kind of around the house to get to the backyard. And so I had like a big four foot tall X-Pen like zigzagged across my driveway. So I could just let my dogs out the door and they would go into the backyard. And then I'd close the gate over there, but that way they couldn't run down the road. And at the time I didn't have dogs that tested barriers and it was fine. It was just, I could even leave them out there with just the X-Pen up and they were cool. But there was a huge snowstorm. And because there was snow on either side of the X-Pen, it was kind of tilted a little bit, which meant that it wasn't sitting flush with the side of the house. And it wasn't attached to anything, but there was just a gap maybe like eight inches wide between the X-Pen and the house. And I noticed it and I was like, I'll just have to like be careful when my dogs are over here. And I was in the kitchen. I never left my dogs in the yard like fully unattended. I was always at least like present in the house. I wasn't like watching TV or in the other room. And so I was in the kitchen, which is what borders, like that's the outside room of the house. And I hear Roxy barking. But she went, <laughs> her face, she stopped looking and looked up like me. The story's about me. Um, but it wasn't from coming from the backyard. And I was just so like, what the hell? Is that Roxy? Is, what is, why isn't that, that doesn't make sense. Where, you know, I'm like doing all that. And I open my back door and I just say to the air, is my dog out? And I hear a voice from the road. Yeah. And I look and there is a couple holding three like brew cousins, massive, just bully breeds, like could fucking kill Roxy on leashes. And these dogs are like stanced up. Like, what the fuck is going on? And these people are like, okay, we're all going to die. And Roxy's like 15 feet out in front of him, like bouncing back and forth, barking at him. Like not going in, but
but still just like not letting them move. And I came out and I was like, so like, what the hell? And Amos just ran right past me because I wasn't really thinking. And he runs right up to him and the guy goes, great, another one. Oh no. And I was like, oh my God, ah, Roxy. And like, could not form words. And I called, like it took a while for Roxy to come back. And like, I just couldn't figure it out. Like I could not screw my brain in to make this happen because I was so flustered that this was even happening in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I finally collect the dogs and get them in. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry, like all the, whatever. And then they walk on and I'm inside and I'm like, oh my God, they do not believe me. They don't know. They don't know that I know better. They don't know that I like make good, smart choices about my dogs usually. And I'm like, man, I, they're never gonna walk past my house again. Because I'm the crazy lady that doesn't control their dogs. That's just my, that is my identity to those people now. And I can't go change, like I can't, I've never seen them before. I've never saw them again. Yeah. And Yeah, because they don't walk past your house. <laughs> no, no. And like one of my other group training people had a moment like that once. They have a walkout, they had a walkout apartment, they moved. And they would bring their dogs out for potty breaks on flexis, which is not a bad thing. And they usually like look around and make sure that no one's coming or whatever. And they just didn't that day and let the dogs out on flexies. And one of her dogs charged the lady with another dog and was barking. And I was, and she was just so upset. She was like, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get reported. And I'm like, you're probably not. It's probably okay. Nothing I'm going to tell you is going to make you feel less embarrassed. Like, I'm glad that nobody got hurt. You know, like, it's all good. Like, you're not, there's nothing, we don't need it. Cause she came to me like, we need a trainer. We need to do more training. And I'm like, that was just a mistake. Like we are training her We're it's going to be okay. But she was so worried about that. And we've even had, a, there's another group training person whose dog like got in the front yard and harassed a woman on the street. And <laughs> she knew where the woman lived. So she went over there and like, we're good, right? Like, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Is everything okay? Roxy one time ran up on a guy on a bike and like we've all had moments like that and I was the oh the other one that I have so much more um sympathy for now is the he's friendly or she's friendly Mm -hmm. because that shit comes out of my mouth oh yeah that's just what makes the most sense to me like you don't have to worry she's friendly and it's like I know that your dog might not be I know that you might not be I know that you're still scared but I'm just telling you you can trust me it's going to be okay. But it's like, I'm not, I know, I know, but I'm going to let that slide. Yeah. But I also had a moment at the park, that same park, where there was a lady who had like a doodle or a poodle and like a really shitty German Shepherd. Maybe you saw those dogs. But mm-hmm. she, yeah, she, I that. yeah, she can't walk them on a leash. And I think that's why she would let them off leash. I remember this lady. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she just, like, physically is not strong enough, I don't think, to be pulled by them. And so she lets them off, which is not the solution, but I get it. Not okay, but I'm, like, it, the, it makes sense to me why she thinks that's the solution. But her dogs are shitty. Mm-hmm. Like, the burners, when they came over, they were at least nice dogs and just goofy, you to know? And yeah. But these dogs were, like, the cowardly kind that run around like with their heads super high and they're like trotting everywhere and then they just woo 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 at every single person that they see and so they started coming over what dog did we you yeah mm-hmm. that was your first time at group mm-hmm. and i had the shepherds off leash mm-hmm. in downs yes 
Okay, you were there for that? Yeah, like three of us, four of us stood up and just turned yeah. around. Yeah. 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 The best way you can describe it is like popped up your chest. Yeah. Like no, no words were said. No. Everyone just like silently stopped and everyone was just like, nope. Nope. You, just you, arms cannot, out. you physically will not come closer. And yeah. were like, oh, you're yeah. Right. But they still were barking at us and like running away and barking at us. Well, she did that twice mm-hmm. when I was there. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was one time when Ryan, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. He hasn't gonna group in so long. I forgot what his name is. His last name is Ryan, which is why I call him Ryan. But I also sometimes call him Jack Harlow. So, um, didn't I also sometimes call him Josh? I think so. That's probably why he hasn't come back. <laughs> he might come to the holiday party, actually. He said maybe. Yeah, um, sure. No, he said maybe. He likes us. But his dog's name is Harlow. But my consultation with Harlow, the lady, came around. She came from out of the woods, though, like out of the trail. And we were sitting in that table, like right in the corner by the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And so, and at that point, I think that was the third time that I saw her do that. And I was mad. And then I felt bad because usually my my whole image that I project to my clients is like, well, you don't get emotional. You don't, yeah. you know, you don't be mean to people, whatever. But I sat back down and I told him like, she's notorious for doing that. Like she needed to see me get pissed this time. Because you can't tell me that you've never seen my face before. Also, like she didn't, she didn't give a shit. But yeah, that's the thing. That's a difference. And that's what I was trying to get at is like the difference is she did not care. Yeah. She stood by her car and was like, hey come here and so the one time I think it was the second time when I had to walk the poodle all the way back like push the poodle all the way back to the house or to the car and when I got up within like where I could say something to her I just wasn't like you're fucking kidding me and she just like get in the car you know like that was it that's all we had where I was like seriously and just enough for her to be like yeah these people are mad but she still didn't care imagine your dog's doing that and not like the first thing being in your head being like oh my god my dog's gonna get in trouble like i'm gonna put my dog down because my dog's gonna attack no, this dog just i have, feel so bad they don't like, think it's that it's not a thought it's just an entitlement well and most people really truly don't think that their dog will do any harm Correct. and those dogs i wouldn't be worried about what i was worried about the time when you were there is that that type of personality in a dog is what my shepherds would just beat the snot out of. Sure. My dogs can tolerate a lot, and they can hold downs for a really long time, but they were only on e-collars, mm-hmm. and if I could not keep that dog off of my dogs, it would not go well for that dog. Yeah. And then at that point, and so I'm taking that responsibility as... For one, I want to protect my dogs because I never, you know, I have that rule. Like, you will never be in harm's way if you're in a downstay. So I want to protect you from those shitty-ass dogs, even though I know those shitty-ass dogs can't, they don't hold a candle to what you could do to them. But also I need to protect that dog from you guys. But the other thing is, at the end of the day, and I make assumptions a little bit about the type of people like that, like I would imagine that she would have a lot to say about that mm-hmm. and it would be completely my fault. You know, like I'm, you know, I'm making assumptions, but I would imagine that's how that conversation would go. Breeds. Well, her dog was a German Shepherd too. Oh, that's right. Okay. But, but, and there's no, like, there's nothing to at least land on of like, I was at least following the leash laws because mm-hmm. I wasn't. 
you can't say like outside perspective could say like yes her dogs were definitely under control but as far as the black and white law leash laws are we were both breaking the law so i didn't even have any leverage there so it was very important to me from many different angles that these dogs get nowhere near your dog because you and floral were both new and also my dogs because they were vulnerable and but like those that cowardly personality is what like I can just imagine they'd come over my dogs and my dogs would be in a down like fuck this dog looking at me like I'm not supposed to get up right and they would just be like you know like high head high tail like pushing on my dogs or they'd maybe come right up to them and just start put you know like right into their space this might be something for off the podcast but in that scenario what do you value more protecting the relationship your dogs have with downstays and you and knowing that nothing will like they don't have yep. to worry or the other dog you know what i'm trying to say like do i you value myself that? more okay and let them break that down and give it to them wouldn't you what if a dog came in hot like that at their face if I felt that there was nothing I could do to stop my dogs mm-hmm. and that dog from interacting, I would have done something with my dogs, like called them to me and told them heal or something or walked up to them and grabbed their collars and like held them back. I would have done something to prevent a fight as I possibly could. But if like if I if I really feel like I can't and I have a lot of confidence in my ability with the average dog to keep the average pet dog off of my dog I have a lot of confidence in my body language and like the ability that I have to be intimidating to dogs but at the end of the day the most important thing to me is that there is not a situation where we end up calling the police at the end of it like because I trust my dogs that they're not gonna they're not gonna kill that dog mm-hmm. um I trust my dogs that I can regain control over my dog in that situation. I trust myself that I can regain control over the situation. But I don't want to be in a situation where I have to try to prove that I was not doing anything right. as bad as that person was. And regardless, whichever vet or whichever dog ends up at the vet, the other person's going to have to pay for the vet bills. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to pay vet bills. I don't want that hassle. I don't want to deal with that. I trust everything else about it. But that, at the end of the day, that's what's more, most important to me. As far as, like, how I feel about the relationship of the downs, like, my dogs have with a down, that's pretty small, really, on the grand scheme of things. Like, they can recruit, regroup from that. Like, they would be able to re They'd be fine in a down. Like, that one incident isn't going to be like, I'm never going to lay down in my life. Sure. But, so that's, that's pretty small potatoes. And then, of course, I value that dog's safety as well. But if he's going to be there, like if he's going to be there, you're going to get hurt. Don't be dumb. And on some level, it's like, well, it's not really his fault because his owners, it's his owner's job to keep him safe. And they didn't do that. So that I don't want another dog to get hurt because of that. Mm-hmm. But also you're kind of an asshole. So if you start shit with my dogs and they end shit, that was also on you. But at the end of the day, I, it's the most important thing is that we never even have to have that conversation. Like yeah. it, we just never see it happen. And I've had situations where my dogs have gotten after other people's dogs and I've gotten pretty damn lucky that they were not upset and that no one got hurt is the more important thing. Like one time, 
uh, I was at the barn hunt place with the dog tank, the dog tank thing, whatever that's called. <laughs> and uh, Bauer has been there before and he showed that he was much more interested in rats than he was in dogs when he was there, where he didn't try to escape the ring to get to a dog. But this time he escaped the ring just because he kind of forgot what he was there for. Mm -hmm. And the, the gate doesn't close all the way. And I was like two seconds too late to getting in front of him. And he weaseled his way out. And he was just like farting around, sniffing stuff. He didn't even really realize there were other dogs. And of course he's naked because it's barn hunt. Well, not he had a collar on, I think. But I didn't have a leash on him because it was barn hunt. And he was in the ring. And he looked up and there two women had just walked in with like these big, beautiful like fluffy coated Australian shepherd, like confirmation lines, Australian shepherds, Bauer beeline to him and grabbed one of them. And I booked it. I ran across that giant facility, grabbed my dog, walked out the door, threw him in the car, came in shoulders and head low, like, fuck, I'm going to get kicked out. Like my email address has my company name. Like they're going to know that I'm a dog trainer. Like I'm going to get banned. These ladies are going to be really mad at me, rightfully so. And I went in and I was like, I'm so sorry. Is everybody okay? And they said, no, it's okay. Our dogs just really don't like other dogs. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. So you didn't see that the same way I so saw you did. Though. You were looking at it from a different angle. Yeah. You physically, you just really, truly did not see my dog hanging off of your dog. Okay, cool. And I was like, oh, no, no, it's okay. I just... Oh, I just, he squeezed right past me. He's too little. And we just made it like a funny thing. And we moved on like nothing happened. And nobody that worked there even knew that it happened. And because they're all in the, in the offices and whatever. And I was like, oh my God, did I get lucky with that outcome? So, but I've had enough situations where I know, I shouldn't say enough. Like I make a habit of letting my dogs grab other people's dogs. I've had, but enough is like, once or twice um but I know what the potential outcome could be and what people's like reaction like what is a valid reaction to that like those ladies could have ripped me a new one could have gone into the office and been like this she needs to be banned she needs to be kicked out like no refunds like she needs to go and they would have been valid in saying this person cannot be here she cannot control her dog and I would have been like Normally I can, like, you know, like, what am I supposed to say to that? He did do that. And then it would just be like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's the consequence for that. And we'd move on. But I had something like that. I was at a park in Florida. She was on a long line. It was before I started working on an e-collar. Yeah. And we had, like, plenty of space. And there was a dog walking way across the park. And I was, for some reason, forgot about slack. Oh, yeah, because you like, got scared. close enough to me, Yep. and she just, like, looked at it, and I was like, it's fine, like, let's go this way, and so she turned around, Yep. and then she had enough slack where, like, we were going the other direction, but it was so long that she turned around, and she's like, I'm gonna go fuck with that dog, and she just ran towards it, and just, like, same thing, like, kind of encircled the owner, and just, like, it was an older dog, and I was... And I had, like, run in my snow boots through the yep. snow. And I was like, Like, no! she slipped, did she slip the leash out of your hand? No, oh. she was, like, on the long line still. But there was, I thought we had moved past that oh, dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she, like, wasn't going to be bothered by it. Yeah. 
and I didn't need to worry about it. And she oh, so when so you said you slack. forgot about Slack, it's because there was too much there Slack. Was too much I thought slack. you were saying like the dogs met and you forgot no. to keep the leash loose. No, yeah. she had enough room, and like I was trying, I was running, I was trying to like grab the leash, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was just I was like, oh my god, she's gonna eat this dog. I'm gonna have to put my dog down, <laughs> and I'm just like trying to trudge through the snow and get to her as fast as possible. And she's like, no, she, they just don't. My dog just doesn't want to play. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. Okay, we're going to go this way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's really funny. It's not funny, but it's so like, like ignorance yeah. is bliss. And they're just like, oh, no, he just doesn't like other dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really not going to like dogs now. Right. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So I have a lot of sympathy for people like that. And I think that's what keeps me humble. And like, I'm not that much better of a dog trainer than my clients can be. The other thing is I have a lot of clients that are better dog handlers than I am. Like they're just, (laughs) and I shouldn't even say like, (laughs) when it comes down to like the dedication and the effort that they put into the training piece where I have a lifestyle where I don't care about a lot of the shit my dogs do and so I don't train them to a level where they need to be as good. And the other, and I am so comfortable with taking the slow road to get to my goals where it's like, like that's kind of where the don't push the button thing came from is like it started just because I'm like, whatever, I can live with this and I can, I know that I can handle it in the moment. Like I'm not afraid of this issue. I don't need to like panic and do a bunch of work to fix it. I'm comfortable with my abilities and, and where we're at. But then I realized like, oh, this is actually a really good way to kind of have a perspective towards this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I have a lot of clients who, which makes sense, they're reaching out, like you said, like they're the type of people that are going to reach out and like, hey, I want to get better at this. Will you help me get better at this? And they end up being super dedicated and getting really good results from their dogs. And I'm the ones that end up being in awe of them. Like, fuck, you're better at training your dog than I am training my dogs. And so that kind of stuff keeps me humble too. And I don't think that I have ever had a moment where I'm like, um, I am so much better than you and I'm allowed to do this and you can't. I have had moments where I'm like, I'm going to do this because I don't think that you have the stomach for it. <laughs> like you're really, really nice to your dog and your dog really, really needs me right now. Um, but that's different. Mm-hmm. That's the only time where I'm like, yeah, I'm a little bit better at that kind of thing than you are and it's not wrong that you're not good at that yeah so all right well i don't want to hit stop because as soon as i hit stop lauren's gonna say oh, something I'm else fucking setting up and leaving. yes yeah. i can like tell you guys you're getting antsy podcast episodes out of i've this. got a lot of podcast episodes out of this so i might make this into I just a have three part home before dark you know I'm hitting yeah it's getting close i can't be out after dark. yeah yeah i feel you i have to feed my dogs and shit still too mm-hmm. so All right. Love you. Bye.